You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. And since it's Monday, it's time to welcome back on the program the one and the only Sadia Osmani. What a great way to start the week. Good morning to you, Sadia. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good to see you. And it's an extra special day because happy birthday <laughs> to Sadia. Yeah, well, here we go again. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's good to be 45. <laughs> Yes, it's it's an excellent age to be, whatever age you are. I mean, mean, you're 45, is totally. 45? I thought you were 40. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's just, I look a bit young for my age, you know. It's so good to see you on your birthday. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Um, Is it nice to come into work for you? Well, I don't, I'm not making a big deal of it, although it is quite a a significant birthday. (laughs) But um, I'm just kind of playing it low key. I kind of, I think, um, yeah, I'm not making a big deal. Yeah, well, it's it's a big deal lots because you're on the radio. On. Yeah, yes. lots of other things going on in my life at the moment that you know, and I feel like uh, just looking around you in the world and stuff. Seriously, I you get humbled by the way things are happening in the world, and you feel feel that look. It's a little bit petty to go crazy about your birthday at the moment. Yeah, so I'm well, trying to be very down to earth. Yeah, about so it. <laughs> and you are. You're always so down to earth, and and I'm so happy that you know you're spending your birthday with our listeners <laughs> yeah. today. And yeah, you're right. With so much happening um, around the world, that sometimes uh, it, it's just nice to have a peaceful birthday. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I so I started today's program by talking about. Um, well, I hope you had a better weekend than me, but I shall fill you in when Sadia is here. I saved it for you. Yeah, so you've I'm, had quite a traumatic weekend, haven't oh, you? It was unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I'm just taking this opportunity for Chinwag and also to just to share with our listeners. So my little baby who's one, he had a fall and, and so he required stitches. And it's just so traumatic when you have a mouth uh, when he cut ha- his lip. He cut his he lip. He cut his lower lip That's and his right. upper lip inside, right? Yeah, the inside of it. And it's a through laceration, which is bad because it means it, it cuts through the muscle. Oh, so there's a gosh. massive hole through it. And just, but I'm really happy that, you know, we, we went through the public system and everything. And they, you know, the pediatric surgeon was like, oh, no, we can't operate on that. You know, it's too. So in the end, we had a plastic surgeon come in gosh. and and just amazing, amazing work. So intricate, just the small stitches. And there's so many stitches. I and mean, he's such a tiny little thing too. I know oh my goodness and, how traumatic oh it was just so and he had to be sedated but of course he woke up from it because it's not like a general anesthesia mm. he woke up from it and he had to sort of be like strapped into a little gurney type thing oh, to like hold it oh, so it's just it's really hard oh, oh my goodness the thing is with children they're so especially little boys they're so inquisitive they're just getting into things and yeah and I didn't even see how well, I, I didn't see exactly how it happened but it, it was on the floor he got in. He climbed inside a toy box, a Lego box, which mm. isn't that high. Mm. But he must have fallen out of the yeah. box. But usually, if you, if both your legs are in the box, then there's no stopping of it. You know, yeah, the, yeah. you know, you so can't. So he's have a gone face first into something, it, and something yeah. sharp is. Yeah. Has, oh gosh, it's awful. Oh, it was own teeth, I think it's. Oh yeah. yeah, because they probably got stuck there. Yeah. Oh. oh my goodness! But he is. He's on the road to recovery now. Yes. Yes. We 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 took him home, and but he's not eating very well. Yeah. Well, so. he's probably too sore. It's probably quite tender, yeah. and and no kind of long term. Do they say that it'll just be okay? Yeah, it, it should heal. Yeah, it should okay. heal. So we've got to take out the stitch. 
stitches next Gosh, Monday. This so. is the thing about being parents and stuff. I mean, we we keep growing older, as as I was saying that, you know. But there's so many different sort of hurdles that you go through at each age, and exactly. each child goes through that before you can reach a massive age that you can you have all these life experiences behind you. It's exactly. crazy yeah. as parents and as children as we grow up. Hopefully, he won't remember it, even though that's kind of yeah. related to yeah, your yeah. topic today. Think, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and actually the topic today, the reason I decided to look at memories, because I think as we get older, I think there's there's an ingrained fear in all of us about, you know, we worry about things like Alzheimer's. We oh, worry about we all sorts about that last of, time. yeah, so where you worry that. and you think, oh my goodness. And I sometimes say to my husband, oh, do you know what? I think, I think there's something wrong with me. I don't remember this. And he said, you've never remembered it. So it's <laughs> not like something that's happening now. So your memory is pretty rubbish anyway. It's not, it's not been great. And I, and I think we've kind of fallen out of the habit of really working on our memories. So, so I thought that, um, I saw an interesting article and I thought it'd be interesting just to talk about how you can perhaps, you know, make your memory a little bit more durable. Um, and supposedly there's certain principles that can kind of help you to sharpen up your memory at any age. So I was looking at that and I think well, regardless of what age you are, maybe it's a good thing too with children to start something like this at an early age so they're in the habit of doing it. Um, one thing is, is that one of the things that's probably affected our memories today is the fact that a smartphone you know, we don't need to recall. I mean, I remember as a child um, knowing everyone's number that I needed to remember. You know, and I think we talked about this once before in Chinwag that you thought about numbers and you thought about the sequence of numbers and you tried to remember them in a particular way by attaching something to it. And in the UK, your telephone numbers are like 11 digits. Yeah. So, yeah. so you kind of had ways of remembering and everything was done like that. Even addresses and, and things like that, you, you did it. So, so basically, um, when the first thing is short term memory, it says, you know, for new information, you have to go into long-term memory. Um, it must pass through short-term memory. And the contents of short-term memory uh, decay rapidly and are lost unless you practice them. So new information is selected because of its novelty and its relation to our goals and values. And sometimes we learn to ignore what is familiar in, in, and inconsequential. Um, and it's important that we try and link things up to sort of understand them. Um, so that's important that, you know, to create that short term memory, you've got to kind of be working on it gradually with the long term as well. Um, things like attention. The second thing that they're saying is pay attention. Attention is for creating a memory for anything. We remember what we pay attention to. Um, memory lapses usually occur because we were not paying attention or when attention was divided. Um, and this can happen, obviously, sometimes when you're multitasking and stuff, that you kind of lose track of what you're looking at and stuff. Um, and sometimes you've got to just look at things that you find interesting and meaningful and surprising or emotional. Um, and, you know, the number of times... It's interesting because I think um, if ever anyone has been has witnessed an event or something where, say, the police come to you and say, can you remember? I remember um, once being a reception, doing some being in a reception desk somewhere and somebody walked in and then they walked out. And we found out later that this person had come in and and stolen something. Right. 
Um, this is um, uh, when I was looking at the BBC once, right? And um, and then I remember the police coming and asking me and saying, "Okay, can you can you describe this person? Can you?" And and you know, then you realise that your memory. I do recall when they asked me that question that there was something about him because he looked up like he smiled, right? And I said. I, I just couldn't. I, and they said, what height do you think he was? What was he wearing? And and then they said, is there anything distinct about him that Gosh. you could remember? Yeah, and you and realize you, and you then that you don't you really actually, pay attention to yeah. their clothes or like if they were wearing jeans or what color, uh, what shade. You wouldn't even think. You know, yeah. sometimes we're really pedantic about when we go out, we think, oh, God, you know, I must change my shoes because my shoes look terrible. But frankly, how many people look at your shoes? You yeah. know, how many people <laughs> are looking at intricate details? Unless, unless you know, you've got a major outfit. On. So anyway, when this um, when they asked me about this, they kept saying, "Is there something distinct about him?" And I do recall, well, there's something about his face, but I really can't, I, I can't picture it. So it ended up that you know I gave them this information, and then I found one of the things that was there was that he had a gold tooth, oh. and he smiled. And that's what I was saying. There's something about it. I can't remember, but there was just something about it. Yeah. Which I, at that point, I looked at it and thought, "Oh, that's funny," yeah. because his front uh, one, one of his, his coated, tooth, yeah. one of his teeth was yeah. gold. Yeah. Um, and anyway, he was caught. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but it just shows you that you. And then, so ever since then, I've kind of been so aware of like looking at things and thinking, "What if I was asked about this?" Right. Yeah. So it's about paying attention. Um, the other thing that we were talking about is about chunking chunking as a memory extension. Now, chunking is not chunking mansions or anything. It's a technique of chunking and grouping smaller pieces of information together. So that could apply to something like those telephone numbers, right, that we recalled. Or uh, you know, like passwords are a good one, too, I suppose, yeah. these days, where you try and clump, you chunk those things together. So your first bit of your passport, password might be certain numbers that are familiar to you. A number, like if you were Think, remembering a, um, a telephone number, you might think, okay, six and six and three are, are nine, so the next one is nine, and then nine after that, you add all this and you take away this, and it comes to five or whatever. Yeah. So you have a way of grouping these letters together, like and some so, sort of association. Yeah, yes, and yes. so chunking things together, even piece. The reason that people perhaps remember things like stories that somebody say, you know, because storytelling is a great art in terms of if you're doing presentations if you are in front of a lot of and this is something i teach if you're in front of lots of people and you're telling them about something the chances are if you just say well you know this here is here's a person who's this but if you tell it as a story and say well there's a person who's 23 years old their name is this they used to live here but they do this when you're telling it as a story there's a consecutive sort of run of the story that people can remember because they can piece these things together and there's a good chance like you know they do this in advertising and branding and things like that where they tell you about the product and they and they explain the reasoning behind it and how what value it has for you, then you hear it as a story and that narrative then stays with yeah. you. So if somebody asked you to recall something, you would remember it because you remember the sequence of the story. So that's another way of kind of remembering things like that. Also, space apart learning. Um, this is where you have to space out your learning um, to kind of get the optimal memory out of it. So it, this probably applies certainly if you've got exams or if you're learning a new skill or language and things like that, that, you know, try not to kind of binge on it. 
to mm. try not to spend too much time on one thing. So when you're studying, like kids sit there for hours on end doing exams, and obviously mums are sitting there. You just keep working, and and you know, but you have to allow Your for okay, do it, it in small pieces. Yeah. Go go and have a break. You know, I, I remember you know growing up where if you were studying. Um, if you said no, you know what? I'm going to take a break and I'm going to watch, go to the movies, mm. right? And it would be appalling. Like your parents would think, "Why are you wasting time going to the film when you need to be studying?" So, but the fact is that just that stopping your brain at that, where you've taken in information, you've gone out, watched a movie. It's closed your mind of all of that stuff, but it's digesting. It's yeah. happening there in the background. Then you come back refreshed, and then you turn and do something more refreshing. Obviously, it might not work for everybody, but but that's the basic thing that they say that you know, to keep a, a, an hour of study, an hour on the weekend, then another session a week, you know, something like that. If you're learning a language, then you sleep on it, then you do another thing after a couple of days. So that helps the memory process.、Um, There's also this thing about emotional significance, and I think that's something we can all identify with. That it's like if it's important, you'll just you and、yeah. the emotions you attach to it. So if I played a particular track of music, which you know that you used to listen to when you were studying,、yeah. or when you met your husband, or when you had your first child, those. Things will come back, and the memory comes back to you as fresh as anything. I mean, it's always like that when you listen. I mean, there are tracks of music. Seriously, that if I listen to for、uh, any length of time, I will be in tears afterwards because I think, oh, this is a time where you know I did this or that, and so it's a bit. It's again like you attach. Emotions, and it could be like an event as well, or a particular thing, or your, your wedding day, the birth of your first child.、Um, you know, particular events have association with emotions,、mm. and the moment you start talking about them, like if you talk about somebody who was close to you, like you know, you might talk about your grandmother or your mother or something who's passed away. The moment you start talking, those memories associated with those people,、um, and I think this is a, a well-known thing in terms of music and the and. The, the way music works, because even with people who suffer from dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that, where their memory goes, it's through association. It's like seeing things that are familiar. They have a memory box of things which attach. They attach to particular. And then they can't、events. just recall it. No. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, but- it's all there. So sometimes what the trigger is is if you play that particular type of music. Or you see something that's in your memory box, which association your your memory then triggers, and it helps to do that. It may be, perhaps in those conditions, it might be for a very short time that the memory comes back. But even that is quite a nice kind of thing where you surface from that condition.、Um, and the, the second, the, another thing that they've said、um, is stress. It says stress can diminish learning. Stress can lead to memory deficits, such as the common experience of mentally blanking during high-pressure examinations or interviews.、Um, also, if you think about, I think you probably can. If your first instance when something happens, like for instance. This thing that you were talking about with your son this weekend, I can tell you that the chances are when you first saw your son when he had the accident, your first reaction was complete panic. Was complete. Your hands were shaking. You don't know what to do. You're thinking, "What do I do now?" But then it settles down, and then your practical 
memory comes back and you think, okay, you can't be faffing around about this. Yeah. You need to get on your skates. L- literally, and you need we to were out the door within two minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. out the door within but two minutes. But for that first few seconds, seconds you just. Because there was just think, so much blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were just, just like, so quickly panic. grab the tissue and then just stop the blood. I was holding him yeah, and then I just, yeah, yeah. you know. It's just like, and, and I recall um, my son yeah. had an accident. Um, he, we were redecorating the house and he had a big bowl of marbles, which he put in a big kind of fish bowl type thing. And then, and he was only about six, seven years old. And uh, and then what happened is that he decided, because the window was open, he decided he wanted to look out the window and he put this fish bowl underneath the window and he stood decided to stand on it oh yeah (laughs) it's just crazy and then when he stood on it it broke and he his knee went into the thing and he cut his knee so badly such a deep cut that it went through the tendon (gasps) and at that point like i was alone my husband had gone to get some food and i was alone with my daughter and i just saw and for just like coldness went through me and then i thought right and I got my daughter, who's only who's very young at the time, and I said, "Right, get the phone, ring nine nine nine." And then I immediately got to, got some, uh, you know, a towel wrapped yeah. around because it was bleeding like that. It's just absolutely crazy. And within seconds, yeah, I was telling her, "Right, ring the ring them, and I'll tell them what's going on." And I said, "Right," and it was like you had to just get hold of the situation, oh my and gosh. it was absolutely. Horrific. Did the ambulance arrive very quickly? Yeah, okay, and my good. husband hadn't come back even from getting the meal. Like yeah. you know, he was getting some fish and chips or something. <laughs> And um, and I was in the ambulance, and then I was just taking him. And it was major. He had to have surgery. Of and course. He had Lucky he didn't sever on. any, like, major, yeah, well, like, Yeah, well, he severed the tendon and stuff, and they yeah. fixed. Uh, but it was really horrific. So um, then when, when when Mr. Osmani came back. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going, and house. I just said, right, you know, he had my daughter. And yeah. I said, right, I'll be at the hospital. I'll contact you. We didn't, I don't even remember whether I had a mobile phone at that time. And I said, you know, I'll just contact you. So it's like, you know, and and if you take now as I talk about it, I can remember the sequence completely as to what I did, how wow. I did it and what yeah. happened. Um, and that wasn't the only case where he'd gone into hospital for something or other, you know. So it's like these kind of events probably um, significant. But stress, seriously, at that point, you know, you have to stay. Uh, generally, I'm thinking that you need to stay organized. These are other things that you need to keep in mind. I mean, things like using calendars, planners, digital tools to keep track of important tasks. All of these just reinforce your memory, like certain appointments and deadlines. Breaking down complex information to smaller manageable chunks. That's what we were talking about earlier on. Also, practice repetition and rehearsal. Repeat or review information you want to remember at regular intervals. Spaced repetition where you revisit material at increasing intervals can be particularly effective. Mm. Um, And then make use of kind of ways of remembering through perhaps, you know, you think, okay, make a word up in monomic and you just say, okay, that word reminds me of this and that word. I studied like that. I just thought, right, this word means this and each of those letters means this particular thing. Um, Be Stay socially engaged. Regular social interaction and meaningful relationships have been linked to better cognitive function, which I can understand, you know, about conversation, joining clubs or groups, things like that. Exactly, and having lots of friends and having good relationships. 
relationships. And finally, yes. like just to limit distractions, you know, minimize external distractions such as noise or interruptions when you need to focus and remember particular types of information. So I hope those things help. Um, yes, very I've much so. through those, but it just makes you remember lots of things that go on in your life, actually. So Exactly. Because I, I, I was paying attention. I'd be able to recall it. Good, so. good. I will test you later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After well, a night's sleep. Yeah. Well, Sadia, thank you so much for another great chinwag, and, and I look forward to more chats with you. Next Monday, I'll be off because of taking out the stitches, and, and Sadia will be sitting in. So hopefully I'll see you sometime next week. And happy birthday once again. Thank, thank you, you so much. much.